Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story that resulted in a first-class upgrade. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, we can only make popcorn in the office on holidays? Okay, happy National Crayon Day. This story's about one of my mother's co-workers. Basically, her office had a popcorn machine. This particular co-worker had a habit of abusing the popcorn machine and making popcorn on a regular basis. He abused his popcorn privileges so often that the office put out a memo stating that the popcorn machine was now reserved for birthdays and holidays only. Popcorn could no longer be made on any normal day. This is where the malicious compliance came in. This co-worker began sending emails out to everybody along these lines. It's March 31st, Happy National Crayon Day. I made popcorn in the break room. It's April 2nd, Happy Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. I've made popcorn in the break room. It's April 3rd, Happy Pony Express Day. I've made popcorn in the break room. All of these emails would contain links to articles proving that these were legitimate holidays. Nobody fought him on this. This madman just kept on making popcorn whenever he pleased, so long as he could prove that the day was some form of holiday. I'm not sure why he didn't just bring a bag of popcorn for himself and always felt the need to use the company popcorn maker to make popcorn for everybody. There are many things I will not know about popcorn man, but whenever I'm celebrating National Adopt-A-Ferret Day, I eat some popcorn in celebration of him. This just makes me think of all the times where I go to research what holidays are coming up and I have to wade through all of the tacky websites that have National Donut Days tomorrow, National Socks and Sandals Days, so and so after that. I'm like, no, just remind me when Easter is. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... I'll have my 13 cents back, please. Here's a story from a lifelong friend of mine who gave me permission to post this. Enter John, not real name. John works at a high school as a science technician. He's the guy who sets up the science experiments for the students. These experiments often include things that can be bought at any ordinary shop, such as potatoes. You can never have enough potatoes, he told me while telling this story. This comes important later. The management at this high school can be a complete jerk especially when it comes to time off. All absences over 30 minutes had to be approved a week in advance, which of course were always denied. To put this into perspective, one of his colleagues got refused half a day leave for a funeral of a friend that the college had known for over 15 years. One day, John had an important upcoming meeting that would only require him to take 30 minutes off from the end of his shift. He knew he could finish up the day's work with plenty of time remaining, so John made the request to take time off. But of course, the request was denied. Okay, you want to play it that way, he thought? Despite the rule stating that all time off had to be approved, there was one small loophole. 
As the staff often needed to use all sorts of things for their work, be it paper for forms or potatoes to student science experiments, the staff were allowed to leave to buy anything needed for their work, which the school would reimburse, as long as they brought the receipt and took 30 minutes or less. Time for malicious compliance. The day of John's meeting came, he'd already finished everything that needed to be done for the day, so 30 minutes before his shift ended, he left work to go to the meeting. It had been less than 30 minutes by the time the meeting had ended, well within what the school would allow without prior approval. But John was concerned that the school management might be unreasonable. However, since the school would allow any absences to buy materials for work, John swung by the supermarket that was just outside the school. When he returned to the school, the school management asked him where he went. Promptly and proudly, John took out a single potato. With the biggest poop-eating grin, he showed the receipt, dated with the time, and priced at 13 pence. I'll have my 13 pence back, please. He still has the receipt to this day. Opie clarified in the comments, though, that sadly, they didn't get the 13 pence back. But hey, if you need 30 minutes off of work, you might be willing to pay 13 cents for it. Our next story is Trouble with Bolts. Some years ago, I was working as a Tiffy doing commission on rather large oil and gas platforms in the North Sea. These platforms are filled with tanks, pipes, pumps, and other process equipment. For the operators to monitor what's going on inside the process equipment, there are sensors connected to the equipment with tubing. This is getting a bit technical, but hang on. At the tapping point, the tubing is connected to a high-pressure valve. These valves are basically two parts, the body which is screwed or welded into the equipment, and the bonnet with the moving parts, handles, stems, seals, and plug. This assembly is screwed onto the body with four bolts. The various processes contain fluids that are corrosive, and the platform is designed to last 50 plus years. So the pipes and stuff is made from exotic and expensive alloys like 6MO, Super Duplex, Titanium, Hastelloy C, 316, and these valves are the same alloy as the equipment they're connected to. My job was to test and certify the sensors, but I noticed streaks of rust on the valve bodies. I found that a little bit odd. It wasn't my job to care about these things, but I mentioned it to one of our engineers and he told me that the week prior to these valves were due for shipment, the engineer at the supplier called the oil company to notify them that everything was ready. There was, however, a small discrepancy with the spec concerning the four bolts fixing the bonnet to the body. The spec called for bolts being of CS, ordinary steel, but of course the valves were delivered with bolts of the same exotic alloy as the valves themselves. He suggested they should update the spec. But the guy at the oil company said they must comply with the spec. The supplier put all hands on deck and even called in friends and family to replace the bolts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There were thousands of these valves, but they managed it before the deadline. The valves were installed, and after a few months in the harsh North Sea climate, the bolts started to rust. Then they had a team of pipe fitters to replace all these bolts. The platform had been put in operation by then, but it was considered safe to replace one bolt at a time. And the spec was probably fixed as well. I don't know if they actually bought back the bolts that were replaced in the first place. As I haven't spoken with the supplier engineer in person, I don't know how malicious this compliance was. He could have perhaps demanded to speak to a more competent senior engineer or raised an engineering query, but that would have taken some time to process, stalling the delivery. The way some of these contracts are written, there's a penalty for a late delivery. Of course, we would like to see some consequences for the offending part, but there probably were none. A few hours production would cover the extra cost, which would be tax deductible in any case. First of all, today I learned Tiffy is a slang term for instrument technician, or sometimes mechanics. I had never heard that one in my life. I don't know if I was in this situation, if I would be able to be so cool or allowing it to happen. I mean, I think I would be like biting my fingers watching in horror as they made this grave mistake. The one thing I know is if I was out here on that platform in the North Sea, these dangerous or complicated platforms, the last thing I want is something rusting and becoming a liability. Our next story is, she said hide my emotions, so I acted like a robot. I was really angry and I was trying to hide it, but I was having an anxiety attack while being angry, so it made it hard. I dropped something and I was and am terrified of my parents. I picked it up, but there was a spill and mom was coming. I couldn't move, my whole body froze and tears started to pour down my face. I calmed down and picked it up. I yelled a little, but regretted it immediately. My mom came storming into the room and asked me what was wrong. I said nothing, and she said I seemed angry, and I told her that I was. She yelled at me and told me, Well, try hiding your feelings better next time, smart bud. It only made things worse. She asked me questions, and even though I was still terrified of her, I started to act like a robot. After all, I hid my emotions since then. That's what I've been doing, and she still hasn't caught on. Sadly, I think this is actually a pretty common thing, whether you have a parent that actually just tells you to hide the emotion, or you deal with narcissistic, aggressive, or entitled parents. A lot of people learn to just kind of become zombies or emotionless robots, like OP said, because you, whatever you do, you do not want to give them any slightest little thing to get a rise out of. This next story is, return to the office, you say? Well, if you say so. I'm sure a lot of you are dealing with this. The higher-ups want us back in the office. It's extremely unpopular and is being met with a lot of pushback. No one, not me, not my boss, not my boss's boss have been complying. 
So there's this huge conference call where HR's going fire and brimstone on us, saying if we don't go in, we show up on this report, which with enough occurrences could lead to disciplinary action and termination. A friend of mine is a bit higher up than I am, and he tells me they're monitoring this through badge swipes. They came up with some arbitrary number of swipes a person needs to make in order for them to be considered in office. Oh, okay. So, you see, I work as a fraud analyst for a massive bank. You need to swipe your badge every time you go to a different floor, as well as entering and leaving the building, but the report isn't based on dates or times. Only badge swipes. So I go into the office one day and swipe my badge. But oh no, that coffee went right through me, so I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, but it's on the other side of the floor. Better cut through the elevators and swipe my badge to get there quicker. Oh, I'm out of water. Gotta go two floors down and swipe my badge to grab water. And then I had to use the restroom again. Then lunch. Then someone on another floor needed to speak with me. Then I needed to return a cable I borrowed, but that person was away from his desk, and so on and so forth. This went on for most of the day. I'm required to be in office two to three days a week, every week. I'm the only person on the report that's been in four days a week for my team since January. I've been in office twice. What I love about this is, like, they can't say OP was being fraudulent. OP has an alibi for every single action they did. Is it excessive? Can they say it's excessive? Sure. But can they say OP's outright wrong for what they did here? No, and they would have an impossible time trying to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that OP was trying to artificially inflate their number. Our next story is, you don't want us to cook? Alrighty then. I've been thinking about posting the story for a while and just decided to commit. It brings a smile to my face, so here goes. When my brother and I were younger, 10-year-old female, 12-year-old male, our parents had a rule that, other than using the microwave, we could not cook without a parent present. We can prep what we wanted to cook, but we were not to so much as touch the stove or oven. We tried it once and got fussed at, that's all it took. One summer, he and I wanted to make home fries, but our mother was at work and our father had just stepped out to do errands. I want to make home fries. Wait a minute, OP. Mom and Dad said we couldn't cook when they're not here. Now, let me interject with a little context about me. I was a smart aleck kid, and it got me in trouble often. So the inner workings of my mind on this day were bent towards mischief. They didn't say we couldn't cut it up, though. Wonder Twin Malicious Compliance Activate! We then went to work and peeled, cut up, and seasoned the potatoes before putting them in a bowl covering the bowl with foil and placing it in the fridge. My brother and I looked at each other and said, wouldn't it be funny if dad came home and ate raw potatoes, but said they were good, even though they were raw? For a little more context, my dad was notorious for going into the refrigerator and eating whatever food he felt like eating, regardless of whose it was. We laughed hysterically at the thought for about 10 minutes before going back to play Sega. About two hours go by, and then my dad came home. As expected, he went to the refrigerator and pulled out the bowl of raw potatoes. We heard the rustle of the foil and immediately went to the kitchen to watch what he was going to do. He ate a potato and said, Oh, this is raw. It tastes good though, but why didn't you cook it? We reminded him that he said we couldn't cook if there wasn't a parent in the house. He chuckled and got out the skillet. That rule didn't last much longer in the house. 
and he began teaching us how to cook more. I'll tell you one thing, if you're gonna cook some nice food for your parents, or attempt to, I think that'll definitely influence them to teach you or give you a little bit more leeway as far as cooking goes. Just make sure when you use the stove and oven, you make sure you triple check that it's off after you're done. Our next story is, benefactor of a malicious compliance got me a first class upgrade. Yes, I know people have legitimate allergies, don't nitpick this story. The woman may have had allergies, but they only popped up when it was convenient. This was in 2000. I was traveling with my service dog and my family. We had seats in the back of the plane. At the check-in, entitled business class ticket holder Karen spotted my service dog, went up to the desk, and demanded we be bumped off the flight because she was highly allergic to dogs. She began wheezing, sneezing, and gasping on cue. Side note, we had been sitting within two feet of her for over an hour. My dog was under my chair as he was trained to do. She spotted him when he came out to get water. The customer support representative stated he would be happy to bump her to a later flight. Karen pitched a fit, forgetting she needed to cough, wheeze, and sneeze. Karen requested a supervisor. Supervisor came, listened to her, and stated that if she wanted to stay on this flight, they would do everything in their power to move the seating so that my dog was as far away from her and her family as possible. She happily agreed. She and her family got moved to the back row. My family got put in the empty first class where my dog got his own seat. Yes, they covered the seat with a blanket and I put my coat on it as well to keep fur off. If there wasn't already a long list of reasons to say that dogs are just simply awesome, them just existing and being around got OP a first class upgrade. Just day by day dogs continue to get better. I still like cats though too, don't think I'm choosing sides. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.